Everyone's favorite time of year is right around the corner. You guessed it, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right, DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I'm upstairs. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> it's good to know you're upstairs. <laughs> That's the start, right? That's going to be our like, start. Hey, I, I'm upstairs. <laughs> let's just open like, right into that. Yeah, I say, okay, let's go. And then I hit record. <laughs> I wait my general five seconds before saying anything, so I have dead air to edit out. And Tyler goes, <laughs> I'm upstairs. Like, Jesus Christ. How are you guys? Tonight? The way he said it, too, was just perfect. I'm great. <laughs> that's uh, so me, though, isn't it? That's, that's, yeah, no, that's Tyler. That's, that, that, that's yeah. just Tyler. I'm going to get that put on a shirt. That's Tyler. Oh, we all oh, that I, we should. Um, I, I no, it's gonna say I'm upstairs in quotes instead of Tyler's name under it. But no, we're doing. I think we're doing pretty good tonight. I mean, there yeah, hasn't that's been a good one to wear to the home opener. <laughs> there hasn't oh, been God. much news uh, to come out of Red Wings land, except for the couple contracts. Yeah. And we got so we decided tonight we're gonna do a mailbag. We're gonna talk about the infuriating uh, league news that came Ooh. out mm. over the past few days. We're also going to talk about our new opportunity with BetUS. Boom. Where we have a pretty cool bonus for people that sign up to do uh, betting if it is legal in your state. But, Ryan, I would also like to tell you that tonight, in celebration of Three Floyds Brewing Company making its way to Michigan, I am drinking what is called the Space Station Middle Finger. I want this. Mm-hmm. What is you it? You sure do. It's wow. an American Pale Ale. Okay, simple. It is, oh, they don't put the uh, the alcohol by volume on here. It's hold very on, what's good. What's it called again? Uh, Space Station Middle Finger. I, hold on, I'm pulling up untapped. It's only a 6%. I'm sorry to burst your bubble there. Oh, but I've it's very had good. this before. I have a check-in of it, actually. Yeah. So for reference, Three Floyds is <laughs> one of the few non-Michigan breweries that I really like. Out of um, Munster, Indiana. Yep, out of Indiana. And Gumball Head is probably one of the best IPAs I've ever had. I'll have to check um, my corner guy, see what he's got. But that's besides the point. We have some oh, stuff fine. to talk about tonight. <clears throat> yes, we do. First, we are going to go over the couple contract signings. The first one of which mm-hmm. we talked about bef- the day before. We're like, well, it'll, we don't worry about it again. It gets done. I think so, we kind of called it that it was going to happen that way, too. Yeah, uh, we're like, I bet you it's going to happen a few hours before we post the episode. Jacob Verana uh, signed a three-year contract at $5.25 million per season, which I think is kind of around where we were at. He got Mantha's money, really. Just south, but I, I like it. Sure. I, I, I would have preferred four years. Yes, I, I think that we kind of all we had a, a mutual agreement or a mutual decision that four years would have been fantastic. But now, I mean... You got him for three. What it's, it takes him into one year of his unrestricted, if I'm not he mistaken. He is 25. I think when it in like the way it plays out, he'll, he'll be 27. 20, 28. I think it takes him into one year of UFA, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. I could be wrong, but I, I swear I saw that, and I'm going to stick to my guns on that one until someone says that I was an idiot. Wow. He'll be uh, 26, 27. Yeah, he'll be 28 when he's a UFA. So, yes. So, I love the contract. That, I think yes. that's bottom line. 
I love that it got the done. The price, I think, is perfect. The price, I think, is spot on. I, like yeah. I said, would have asked for probably one more year. Mm-hmm. But beggars can't be choosers. And he seems genuinely excited to be here. He had a good quote about how it's completely different than Washington, that he's given more time and more opportunity. And it's kind of what he, he can see that we're building to better things. And again, that's just not just the fans trusting an Iserman. That's the players also trusting an Iserman. Which we've so. seen that pattern <laughs> Which here is the last a good two thing, seasons. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that is, um, I like that contract. And I think we're all in agreement that's a good contract. Because that finished up, what, one day before they had to actually be, like, done? Yeah. Meaning, meaning one day prior to going to arbitration. Yeah, arbitration would have been Wednesday. That, like, came out of nowhere, too. Oh, yeah, it did. There was no, I mean, to, I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise that it came out of nowhere. Well, so did the Adam Ernie one. So Adam Ernie also That's signed true. a two-year contract at $2.1 million per season. And I actually have our notes on that. I went back to our episode Ryan's guess was three years at two point five million, and me and Tyler both had two years at two point five million. So he came in at two years, two point one million, which, again, for Adam Ernie, if he can continue mm-hmm. doing what he was doing, is good money. I mean, yeah, if he comes yeah, out no of doubt. nowhere and leads the team in goals again, then that's fantastic. I mean, Eiserman definitely likes him because he had him in Tampa. You know, he's playing in the bottom bottom nine or bottom six in Tampa, mm-hmm. and I mean. Obviously not a offensive threat, but he was much better last year. So, I mean, if he can continue doing what he did last year, I mean, sky's the limit, I would say. I mean, especially in the bottom six. You know, you always need bottom six forwards like that. Is he really short of offensive talent, though? Because, I mean, I remember when we first he was first brought over, we talked about what was there and what he he was a scoring guy in junior. Now, I get it. A lot of guys were scorers typically in juniors or around that because, I mean, how else did they probably get to the NHL? But he showed flashes that we saw and looked at and dug into that were like, oh, he might be able to do be an upgrade of just an advocator, which I think he has been. Yeah, I would take his his junior numbers out of it he played in the qmjhl which is the no defense league Mm, yeah but even in the ahl i mean he scored it had a season with 14 goals another season with 14 goals a season with 12 goals and this past season in 45 games he had 11 so if adam ernie can keep that up and maybe he gets close to 17 goals 18 goals in the season i'll take it if he's hitting 15 it's a win sure Especially on limited minutes on your bottom bottom pair or your bottom line, fourth line most likely, you, you can't really ask for much more. No, especially at 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Yeah. And the fact that he's probably going to have better, more skill on his line this season based off just pure assumption on my part means that the opportunity is there for him to put up more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. We'll see. Right, he's only twenty six years old too. I mean, obviously we know that's we not... know he can skate. He can play both ends of the ice. I think that's the key part about why he got signed to this two million dollars. That's why he's making two point one mil. So he's 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 a role player. Eisman sees him as such, but he also knows that he can probably bring something to this team that they need, especially with Helm and Glenn Denning and guys like that now gone. That's where we're at with the contracts. They're both good value. They're both mm-hmm. good term. Um, I'll take them, and it, it shows the dedication to, again, not bringing back guys like Darren Helm and to maybe just letting a Luke Lending now probably wasn't all your choice, but letting Luke Glendening walk. I can't blame him. Bobby it's... Ryan, too. <clears throat> well, Bobby Ryan still doesn't have a job, so. No, he doesn't. Yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't get anything but maybe a PTO or something. Really? Even for how good he was last season before nah. he got hurt? Yeah. Is he healthy, It though? just feels... Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. And it just seems like even, like, not even just hockey, but, like, all these other leagues, you know, once you get up over 35 years old, even if you're, you're a household name like a Bobby Ryan or a, um, I don't Corey know, there's Perry. been other players over the last couple of years where, yeah, they get, like, one-year deals, and even some of them don't get anything until they get, like, a PTO. Didn't Mike Hoffman get a PTO last year? And he's, what, 31? So, I mean... yeah. There's well, he definitely, only provides literally there's one definitely thing a for shift. Team. Yeah, a crazy. Well, doesn't Mike Hoffman bring you a crazy girlfriend? I mean, uh, well, that too. But there's definitely a shift towards younger players in the league. So that's kind of what. Well, I mean. yeah, but like, it's, are you, do you really want up. a Bobby Ryan or do you want a 
uh, 22-year-old guy that you have under control for three more years. Why not both? Three or four more years. Yeah. You do both because well, yeah, you're probably going to pay about the same. Yeah. 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 And one well, can actually go to the Even Bobby Ryan probably a little bit more, but yeah. I mean, he came for, uh, uh, what was it? Dirt was cheap. For? It was like a million dollars, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was pretty much the vet, vet men. Yeah. So... I, I mean, the wings don't have to worry about cap space at this point. I mean, well, they, no, they but now in. now you can weaponize it. But at the same time, so we talked about how Verona was signed for three more years. Look at the looking at cap friendly. Jake Verona and Michael Rasmussen are the only two players in Detroit getting paid in the twenty three twenty four season. No one else is under contract. Yeah, the only other th- person that's under contract for that right now, outside of guys on an ELC like Bergeron and Raymond. Uh, and Cider and a few others. It's Justin Ablicator's buyout. It's Justin Ablicator's buyout. Yeah, you knew where I was going with that. I appreciate it. I got one question for you guys because I'm looking at this right now, and I've actually looked at this a couple times. When do you think the Larkin extension comes down? Um, next probably year, next year. Due. No, it, it's due. In, yeah, it, it would come down in 2022, 2023. Yeah, he can't do yeah, it. You don't want to walk him to free agency, though. You want it. You want to try and get that done. No, you lock your. Possible. I mean, yeah. and he's getting. He wants to stay here, and they want him here, considering they made him captain. I don't think there will be any problems getting the Dylan Larkin deal done. It's just, do you keep him at around the same money, or does he take off next season and and get an eighty point season in, and then you you end up paying him a little more? So I could see it going up what a little bit, but I don't. We're also going to be like seven five. Depends on what he does this season coming up. Yeah. I think this is a big season for this him. This is a big year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. it's a big year for a lot of guys. I mean, it's if you're looking at trying to lock him up, it would make the most sense, especially going into before the season next next year. I think because obviously, next so there's, yeah, next summer yeah. I think is the ideal scenario there. So this is really his pl- make or break season. I shouldn't say make or break, but the make money season, and then. Yeah with only those two signed, but you still got to think about the fact of who's going to have to get paid because Adina is still an RFA going into next season, but is he going to be getting a bridge deal or what will happen there? So there's, there's several guys that are going to be starting to want to get paid to include Raymond, potentially Berger and cider or those guys in the next couple seasons. So Iserman set this up for these young bucks to really start coming in and making their money and make their voice heard, if you will. So, and who knows? Maybe by in, by that point in two seasons, the uh, the jersey ads and ads across the everything else are going to oh, start God. making this this league money, and we're going to have uh, an up on the salary cap. So Ryan wants to apparently well, do the transitions tonight. We're not talking about that just yet. The one thing that kind of you know sticks out to me: you talk about Zadina. You know, he's making what eight ninety four something like that right now. Yeah, that's more than than the fifteen that he had in nineteen twenty. But if he doesn't take a significant step forward, I mean, does Steve Eisenman look at you know potentially trading him? I no, know, I know, God, that's no. crazy. No, no. I, listen, hold on for a second. Are we on hot takes tonight? No, it's not a hot take. Eisenman didn't draft him. What does he have an allegiance uh, to? Phillip okay, Zadina that for? part is fair. I get you. I get that. But he but doesn't. just because he didn't draft him doesn't mean he's not a good player. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm just saying this is a big year for him. Last year, he showed a he, ton he of was, improvement. I'm not saying he didn't. He did absolutely show a lot of improvement. But, hey, you know what? I mean, Steve Eisman has made it clear that he has no allegiance to anybody that he did not draft. And I'm sure he even doesn't have allegiance to guys that he did draft because he's looking to make this a, a great team, not just a good team. So if Philip Zadina can get you the next guy that can score goals or, hey, even the next guy that you know is a can't-miss prospect or can get you that draft pick then who the hell knows Zadina should be that next guy that I hope score Zadina, goals. I hope Zadina is the 30 goal scorer but I mean six goals last year eight the year before I mean yeah I know he's not on a great team so this year that's why I'm saying this year is a bigger year he's gonna have a little bit more around him hopefully he can put in at least 20 this year and see what happens from there and I think I think Tyler's in hot take theater tonight 
<laughs> I, that's not a hot take. I don't know why it's such a hot take. I really I mean, don't that's, think it is. You, you kind of came out of left field with yeah, uh, well, we went the from, potentially trade Philip Zadina. We went from Zadina's doing real good. Zadina showed a ton of improvement. He played much better as a playmaker and a defensive player. He was kind of snake bitten on goals. They just weren't going his way to what about Iserman trading Zadina? Like, how about not? Well, <laughs> well, I'm not saying that they have to or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, this, this coming year is huge for him. I know he's only 21 years old, but he was... He you could have just locked it at um, that. <laughs> he came in as this guy that was going to score a lot of goals, and I haven't seen it yet. You, well, I know he's also numbers. We're talking about numbers here, but I think he's also been told to round out his game. And he's in his third season, technically, if you would no, it's second technically season, really a year. He's only played a full season. Can of we hockey. see? He played 49 games with the Wings last year. He played 28 the year before and nine yeah. the year. Yeah, before that's that. that's a fair point. That's a fair point. He's had one full season of NHL hockey. He had injuries in the 1920 season. Just he over, has or was 86 games under his belt. I'm sorry. He has 37 he points in 86 games. Season, right? So I think he's doing yeah, okay. Like I said, not bad. I'm just saying that I'm not – look it. I'm not saying Philip Zadina is a bad player at all. I think that he could still be a good player. I'm just saying that this is a big year for him. That's all. I think Tyler okay. just wanted to ruin your and transition, I think we can all Ryan. Agree on that. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, I didn't. I actually didn't mean to say the transition piece. It just kind of <laughs> happened, and then I just kept going with it, just out of out of spite at that point. Well, that's what we're talking about next. So, <laughs> hey, look um, at that. Uh, I hate this so much. Uh. On August 17th at 11:54 a.m., uh, Eben Novi Williams tweeted out breaking NHL owners have approved jersey patches for the 2023-23 season three inch by 3.5 inch ad space so slightly bigger than NBA patches after the 28th of June Sean Shapiro had tweeted that Bettman confirms helmet ads will stay jersey ads still not on the table at this time but also don't be surprised when they happen in the future apparently the future was like three months later yeah the future is now huh yeah so um I hate Gary Bettman so much I guess the where I will start this is the jersey should be the last thing you touch. Helmet ads, fine. You want Fuck ads the pants. on the pants, great. You want ads on the gloves, you want ads wherever. You put a freaking tint their visors with some see-through vinyl. I I don't want ads on the jerseys because if this means that those ads are also on the jerseys that are in the store to buy, I'll, I'll be, be fucking so pissed. pissed. No, I'll be I'll, so mad. I'll That's never exactly buy a jersey what's going to happen. You already Shut know up, it. Tyler. Are they on the NBA jerseys? Apparently not. Someone was actually looking into yes. you know, I've never the authentic ones they are. See, I can't I can't do it like that. I have seen people at Celtics games with the uh, maybe it, general they energy general, Maybe they buy the little um, ad patches just to make them look authentic. Oh. They have Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas throwback jerseys on the. That's not what we're looking pitch. for, Ryan. Well, I know I'm looking. <laughs> and Grant Hill with the. Wow, damn, they have some nice jerseys. On. Anyways, basketball sucks. Uh, yeah, it's not great. I don't like jersey. it. What about this uh, Cade Cunningham Nike statement swingman jersey? That's got on the left shoulder has a UWM United Wholesale Mortgage patch. No where. Front page limited oh, stock. God. 125 bucks. There's a good thing that I've got uh, several jerseys to wear then that don't have that right shit. Don't have them the there you go. Ones. Check that out. What the fuck is that? So if the Red Wings jerseys come with, I guess, uh, the Pizza Pizza Man, uh, on <laughs> on the front, I'm going to be super pissed. Because you know yeah. Little Caesars or something is going to be so the sponsor. Cheesy. Like the pizza? <sighs> or the ad? No, no, no! The ads—it's so—it's so cheesy. It's so minor league. It's ridiculous. I—I I just think it's a. And a lot of people make the slippery slope argument, and I don't think it's that bad because I don't think you're no, gonna have like the so. SHL where the entire jersey is covered in ads. No, I don't think it'll go that far. But I, I think, think it'll be like one. I think there were so many options other than the jersey yeah. to put ads yeah. on, and you went directly to the jersey. I mean, they could have done it like the old, was it the CCM? They had it in the bottom, like, back right of uh, the jerseys. The logo? Yeah, they had everything on the far back right, like, on the butt, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. 
I know Sean if they were if they were yeah. doing anything in particular because yeah. I know. I mean, even with the logo for like CCM is bad. That's where it's at. Like that, they did it right. But of course, that was a you know when jerseys were made properly and you could buy shit that didn't suck. <laughs> when there weren't a million fake Chinese jersey vendors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, Vintage Detroit, can you uh, remove sewing? <laughs> yeah. Can you take this shitty patch off my jersey? Mm-hmm. Or I'm just gonna buy straight up old school jerseys online. From here on out, that's probably gonna be my best bet. It, maybe it's through the Pistons shop that they have them that way. Because if you go on NBAShop.com, that you don't, they don't have them on there. I don't know. These say they are authentic jerseys. I was looking at the Celtics ones. They don't have any, which is kind of sure weird. they do. Go to the guess. Discord. I dropped one in there. They've got one with the a Celtics Vista. one. Yeah, they've got one with a Vista print uh, logo on it. What website is that? That's right from the Celtics website. Yeah, well, if you don't want an ad, you can just buy them on Fanatics. <laughs> oh, my no, what God. No, what he says you buy them, dude, and they just dude, have them remove uh, the, the ad. I think we're going to stop. You want Let's have our parting thoughts on jersey ads. Fucking stupid is what they are. I agree. I hate them. I don't like them. I don't think there is a massive need for them. They're going to claim COVID recapture or whatever. The cap's oh, not going bullshit. up. Whatever. And it, Sure, but I, again, I think there's other ways of doing it. They're awful. They they are <laughs> yeah. awful. Yeah. Right. It's it's not something that that any of these national leagues should have gone into. That's a minor league thing. That's a yeah. That's a poverty just, league thing. Well, even that. But you know what? I understand why they're doing it. Money because like in Europe. Well, obviously money. Money everything. money drives everything. But in Europe, they use this like you know in the English Premier League, and they have a different uniform every year with a different sponsor on it. It's just like it's so like I don't know. I thought we were beyond that, but I guess not. And I guess the pandemic, you know, it expedited. The you know, NBA it, like, does it for money. The NHL is going to do it for money, and then eventually baseball will do it for money. That's mm-hmm. what it's all going to be. Think ba- I don't think baseball is going to stoop to that, to be honest. You don't think Manfred will be like Jersey ads? Everyone else is doing It's the cool new thing. Well, Maybe. he's already the, the shittiest uh, <laughs> commissioner in all of sports, so he probably will. He's going to put it across like the back where the names are. It's bad. I think just all over it's bad. But but I think what we got to get to tonight is our main focus, which is the mailbag. So put out a call for mailbag. We were we had some conflicting schedule issues. We were supposed to record on Monday. We are recording now, so we have more questions than we had initially anticipated, and a lot of them come from our Discord, which is really cool. If you guys haven't joined, if you go to our Twitter page at Grindline Pod and you check our bio, there's a link to our Discord in the bio. Uh, you can jump in. It's cool. We talk. Uh, we've got a lot of fan interaction on there. We have a Q&A channel where you can drop your questions for an episode, uh, as well as team news and updates, league news and updates. We're going to be doing some fantasy hockey, some watch parties, a bunch of really cool stuff in our Discord. Um, but I took a bunch of questions from there, and then we got a question from Twitter, and we're going to start here. So from Discord, the first question from Herschel is, why hasn't Giovanni Smith signed yet? And I will also throw in Philip Heronic to that point because they both mm-hmm. haven't signed. I'm in. I will start this one, and I'm going to say because there's not really a rush. I guess as long as it's done before training camp. Um, you get what a month. Yeah, neither of them filed for arbitration. I mean, I don't think Smith could. I, I actually don't think either eligible. of them could. But uh, I'm no, looking at eligible. it now, Horonic is not eligible, and yeah. Smith is absolutely not. Yeah, so neither of them could file for arbitration, which We're means it's it's in the hands of the team, and Eiserman's mm-hmm. just taking his time. Yep. Which he could have he did he actually extend uh, tenders to them or is he actually looking to to give them a contract? I don't recall, Ryan. I mean, I could see Smith getting a tender, but I Heronic would be that'd be dangerous because the team just has to match real quick and then you're kind of in oh shit mode. Yeah, so I I don't we have eighteen point four million in cap space left. I suppose Heronic will get a deal probably in the three point five to four million dollar range, and Smith will probably get a deal in the one to one point five million range. I don't see any issues going forward with them. It's just that there's not really there's no time crunch for Eiserman to sign these guys. He's got no. time. Yeah, so I'm looking at free press right now. So the prospect tournament is one month out, September 16th through the 20th. They have their team golf outing on the 22nd. So I would say that by September 22nd, we'll have our answer. Yeah, they'll the have main contracts tra- main tra- Yeah, main training camp starts on the 23rd of September. 
and I'm not worried about it. I, they will both get done. There's, I don't think, any bad relationships between them. It's just that doesn't. There's no. no nothing's pressing them to get a deal done right now. And, and they don't have to. The team's in full control. I mean, you know, Smith. He hasn't done. I'm not trying to discredit him, but he's barely had anything happen for him in the NHL. So. It's just, hey, all right, here we go. Let's get you under contract. Let's see if we want to do two or three year. I could see it be either one based off what he's doing so far. And here we go. Heronic, I think, is more of a delicate situation. But at the same time, it's he he started slow but ended up still finishing awful the year. at the beginning last year. Yeah, he still finished the year strong. But, again, <laughs> yeah. you look at his NHL stats. He's up to 167, 80 points. I mean, he's doing what you would hope he's just under 0.5 points per game as a defenseman he's done well from the back end he hasn't played a full season yet granted he also hasn't really had the opportunity so now it'll happen we got a couple weeks i think we'll be all right it's gonna happen like on sunday at like six o'clock in the afternoon or evening if you want to call it that yeah i think they'll get those contracts done i mean there's no rush um you know those guys will get signed, um, and I, I really don't see any issue with that. Giovanni Smith will probably get a two- or three-year deal, short money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Philip Peronic, I mean, might just be a bridge-year deal, maybe a one- or two-year deal worth three-and-a-half per, some, somewhere around there. I don't think or he signs both of them to one, that. so they go into ar- arbitration years. Yeah, that's possible, too. I mean, but Heronic, you know, like, like you said, he started out – he was he was easily – one of the more big, one of the bigger disappointments because he was over in was he in Sweden? He no, was he's in Sweden. The, che- the Czech League. Oh, he's in the Czech with Republic, Zidina. right? And he was playing fantastic. He was scoring a power play goal a game. It seemed like on on Twitter, he, you know, you, he'd have all these clappers from the point, and then he got to the Red Wings, and it just it kind of didn't click for him until the end of the year, which he did finish strong, which is good. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't see they're going to go too far with him. They could just walk him to arbitration after this season so i mean i i don't see a lot of money there maybe what three and a half maybe a little bit is that three and a half to four yeah. yeah yeah so somewhere around there but yeah they'll get those guys signed yep no rush uh the next question comes from adriano what is jacob verana's phone number and is he free tomorrow night um i don't have that information that is a flex and i like it <laughs> Message shoot him on Instagram. DM him. <laughs> shoot your shot. That's what you say. You got to shoot your shot. Yep. Shoot I think your you shot. Throw, throw that to Detroit, to the Red Wings Twitter. You'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, Hans. No. And it no, starts. Australia has awoken. So uh, the next question comes from Brandon. What Wings rookies puts up, uh, What Wings rookie puts up the most points this year, either in Detroit or Grand Rapids? <clears throat> so. I'm going between, and I, you guys would probably agree with me, between Bergeron and Raymond. Oh, man. See, if we're, are we talking, all right, are we talking strictly forwards, or are we including de- defense in this? Um, because I, it, just I can has, see, it just says rookies. It says rookie, but I can see Cider having a hell of a year. To, to lead both, I mean, if Raymond and Bergeron both play in the AHL, you think Cider's going to put up more NHL points than Raymond and Bergen in the AHL? Just dominating? Potentially. I, I, you got to assume that he's if he's going to be... Now, we're assuming, let me go back on that point, that Cider's going to be in Detroit all season. So you got to think that he's likely going to see top four minutes. Now, that could stymie his production a little bit, but you also got to hope that he's... And assume that he'll be playing some power play. So... No, I actually think they'll have him on the penalty kill. Not sure they'll have him on the... I think they'll have Heronic on the power play. You think it'll be Heronic and Letty? Yep. Pretty much on the power play? Okay. All right. If we're going to go off that, then I'm going to go with Bergeron. Okay. Because he's got a couple years, obviously. He's the elder, in a sense. He's coming off a real hot season, too. he, He came... As long as he's healthy... I could see him going crazy, and it's going to be all in the assist column. He'll have some goals, but the dude's a playmaking machine, as we've talked about, and if he gets hot down there, now this could lead to him being in Detroit, so that could kind of stymie that. But if we're going collectively, I could really see it being Berger. 
Yeah, um, I'm going to have to disagree with that, and I'm going to have to go with um, with Lucas Raymond. I just think he's okay. he's going to be one of those guys. You know, he played in the Swedish Elite League last year, did really well there, and I think it, it's going to translate to the American Hockey League. And down the stretch, I think he'll be in the NHL as well, scoring some goals. So I think it'll be Lucas Raymond. I'm not going to be mad if I'm wrong, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I'll be fine with that. I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, a year and a half after he's been drafted, playing in the, in the NHL at the end of the season, that would be pretty darn good. Yeah, that would be, I think, the fastest in recent memory that a Red Wings prospect has made it to the NHL. Dylan mm-hmm. Larkin. Oh, Larkin. Well, besides Larkin, but I mean recent. Uh, recent. Like, that's yeah. what, six years ago, seven years ago now. So. God damn it Holy is. Yeah, so... uh, Thanks, Gerg. So I'm going to say... I will also say Lucas Raymond. I think he got less minutes than Berggren got. I'm just going to say that. I don't have any way of really tracking ice time in the uh, SHL. But if you look at it uh, it, with Skleftier, he had 45 points in 49 games, Berggren did. Uh, with Frolunda, Lucas Raymond had 18 points in 34 games. So, I mean, they compare Lucas Raymond to Mitch Marner. I don't think they compare Jonathan Berggren to Mitch Marner. So, I, I think there is, I think there is a lot of offensive upside there for Berggren, but I think Berggren tops out in a mid-six guy, and I think Lucas Raymond tops out at a top-line player. And okay. Berggren is two years older, but I think Raymond can get there faster. So, I would so who, I would say. So who's going to have more points this so, this year? Though I'd say Raymond. I'll say Raymond will have more points than Berggren. Right. So we have uh, two for Raymond and one for Berggren. Yep, and I think that also goes a lot towards who makes it where when. Yeah. So I think if I think Berggren has a good chance of making the team simply because of his offensive power and because he's an older prospect. Is this a transition to the next question? Um. <laughs> No, this is just me rambling, but <laughs> I think that Berggren has a, a quicker shot to the the league because he's an older prospect, even though he's had some injury issues. Mm-hmm. But I think that Raymond, they might try and cook him in the AHL for a while. His, the odds of him winning the Calder are really funny. There's some uh, sports books that have the like odds are already Calder out. odds. Yeah, and Raymond is one of like the top four or five for Calder odds. I don't think he'll play in the NHL long enough to get Calder odds. I think you got 26 games, I think. I, I think they're going to do all they can to make his contract slide. Yeah. I, I would Unless too. he forces the hand, which is also entirely Especially possible. with a flat cap. Mm-hmm. I would totally do it. Yep. Yep. I uh, agree. So the next question comes from Schwartz on Discord. What does Bergeron have to do from here to get on the opening right uh, opening night roster? Exactly what he's been doing. Yeah, outperform whoever's playing in the on the third. Who's set to play in the third line? I I would just go as far as outplay Franz Nielsen. I mean, they can bury Franz Nielsen. I don't even Rapids. have Franz Nielsen on any form of opening night roster at all. Well, no, I'm <clears throat> yep. I'm just saying that. I mean, they like to go with the veterans. And I know, I know they they've switched here a little bit uh, as of late with younger guys. But I mean, he's making five point two five. I mean, yeah, they can bury him in Grand Rapids, but I mean, who are they going to bring up besides Bergeron? I think Bergeron could take his spot pretty easily. I think mm-hmm. Bergeron could take uh, Sam Gagne's spot pretty easily. Although Gagne is obviously no, going to probably be on anywhere. the opening night team. But I'm just saying, I I, I think it, he's got to outplay one of those you know bottom six guys i had nielsen already waved to grand rapids a long time ago it's mm-hmm. well, you would have to outplay yet, so well you would have to outplay gagne and gagne would be sat as an extra he'd just yeah. play it he'd I, I, I don't think box. that's gonna happen i think gagne is gonna be he's gonna see some power play time i feel like he's gonna be your kind of utility guy between your middle six to bottom line well then bergeron's got to outplay nemestikov or bergeron has to outplay i don't even know now because if you look what Mitchell if Stevens? Uh, sure, <laughs> yeah. but somewhat you have you're gonna get, carry an extra forward. Is that extra forward gonna be Nemestikov? Are you gonna say, oh, Bergren's doing really good? Let's trade Nemestikov, or Bergren's doing really good? Let's let's trade. I don't know, Robbie Fabry. So, uh, 
That's there's a lot that that has to go on. If Bergeron's going to make this lineup, he has to beat someone out. Yeah. And and that would be the easy answer is beating out Gagne. The easy answer is beating out Nemestikov because Nemestikov way underperformed last season. He was just kind of there. Yeah. So I think that... He was not very good. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I think that in order for him to make the opening night lineup, he just has to do better than one of your third line players. Mm -hmm. I want to try to guess who it would be. I think that he could easily come. I think I think Nemestikov will be your bubble guy, but I also think that he still holds weight because he, you know he can play on the PK. It's because now that, I mean you think about it, they're replacing Helm. It's going to come down to positions again, and who's going to mm-hmm. be where in terms of on the PK versus the power play. You're going to be looking at the special team situations that Blashill was hitting on last season that we all kind of hated. Sure, but if you think Gagne is going to be on what the power play or the penalty kill. I could see Gagne in the power play. I could see Bergen on the power play, no problem. Oh, yeah, no, no. If he's on the power play, he's going to fucking rock it. So rock I could it. see him but taking I, Gagne's spot. So Gagne could be the odd man out. Then, yeah, because if, you, if you're going off the, the theory or assumption that Nielsen is being sent down or because they're not doing taxi squad, so that's not a thing. If he's going to be, or ideally, hopefully, if Nielsen's being sent down to Grand Rapids, then you've got Gagne as your floater extra center or extra player. And then, yeah, Bergeron slots into your third line. He slots into your power play, and you're set. I mean, the one thing about Bergeron that you kind of wonder is like, well, I mean, he's coming over from the SHL. He's played, what, two years in the SHL, had one injury riddled, and I think last mm-hmm. year was pretty darn healthy for the most part. Yeah, right? two last, injuries. Last year was his breakout, which we were waiting for. Right. So my thing is with Bergeron, could you start him in the NHL, play six games or, or whatever, send mm-hmm. him back down, play with Lucas Raymond down there, kind of develop some chemistry, and then later on in the season call him and Raymond back up? Yeah. When ideally, maybe you make some trades at the deadline. Yeah. Maybe Robbie Fabry say, you're look- goes out at the deadline. Yeah, by um, that you're looking at deadline trades, or you're you're now talking into there's injuries that happen maybe a month into the year, and there has to be a move made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not say I'm not advocating for trading Robbie Fabry. I like Robbie Fabry oh, no. as a player, but I mean, you know, th- he's, he's got to be healthy. UFA after this year, so he's got to have a contract, and I. I haven't heard any rumblings of an extension, although, yeah. you know, it's still kind of early, but we'll yep. see what happens mm-hmm. there. The question was opening night roster, and it's beat out, uh, looking like beat out Sam Gagne. So beat Sam Gagne, you got a roster spot. Shouldn't be too hard. No, shouldn't be hard at all. Uh, no, that's not to discredit Gagne. I like no, Gagne. not at all. Sure. I've always been, I've been a huge fan of him the last several years. So it's, but yeah, anyways. Uh, next question comes from the BK Burger. Do you think Lucas Raymond is actually going to get some time in the NHL this year? He's got two yes. questions. Yeah, nine games. Yep, he'll get his tryout, and, and I, the contract will slide NHL at some point. Yep, I don't think like the with the people saying that he's got Calder odds. I don't think so. I don't think he will play more than nine games in the NHL this season. The only yeah. the only way is if he goes to camp and just outplays everybody. Yeah, and he's just by far the best winger on the team, which, which is very possible. Or he's in Grand Rapids and just putting up over a point per game, and it's like there's no reason to keep him there. He needs to be in the NHL. I think that's yeah. the only way that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think he'll get some time, but he'll probably get the minimum amount of time to be able to slide his his contract again. His second question is, do you see a situation where Cider pairs with Letty at some point? I just feel like Letty would be a better partner for Cider than to Kaiser. I actually think Letty was probably brought in to help someone like a Mo Cider. So Absolutely. I think that your top pair is more likely going to be a DeKaiser Heronic or a Stahl Heronic, and mm-hmm. your second pair will be a Letty and Cider. I, I, I can totally see that, especially because we know that uh, Cider, in a sense, I mean, granted, yes, he's coming to north american ice so it's going to be a change but we know that he can play on it we've already seen that yeah so that's kind of a moot point that I, I want but i wanted to mention it however we know that cider he loves when he talks about the way he plays his game his defensive side and what he can do there is what makes him better offensively we know that that Luddy was brought in 
primary, oh, I shouldn't say we know, our guess and our feeling and assumption is that Luddy was brought in to drive offense on this team. They need that from the back end. That's what they had to replace or, or at least provide some type of spark or upgrade because they need to get out of their own zone, and he can do that. He can also drive the power play. He can drive offense. Insider is not the expectation is not going to be there for him to do all of this of, of those things. We know that he can shoot. We know that he can move the puck extremely well, especially out of his own end. But I think to be paired up with Letty to have that combo, it might be their best pair on the team. I mean, I think Stahl and Hironic will be absolutely fantastic to get together as we or saw DeKaiser last year. Hironic. Yeah, either one. Because you know that Stahl or uh, DeKaiser are going to bring your defensive aspect to it, but uh, Stahl's not afraid to jump up. Hopefully, DeKaiser's back's actually healthy and he can skate again, but he's, I think, the, probably the slowest player on the team. So By far. I think if you, I, I really do agree with you there, Greg. I, th- I could see Letty and Sider being your middle pair to start the season, I'll, and it'll, it'll I'll, stay that way. I'll take it one step further. I think Ooh. I think Letty and Sider uh, could be the best defensive pair the Wings have had in like the last five years. Yeah, I, I, and I don't I, think that's, that's far fetched at all. That's not saying much. I can't fight that. Yeah, it's not really saying well, much. That that could just be saying how wretched our defense has been over the last you know four or five years. But I mean, well, you know, but Jonathan Erickson. So five five years closed. ago was still Cronwall and Erickson at, at the end of the career. But I still think Letty and Sider. I mean, Letty obviously a pretty good offensive defenseman, and uh, Sider pretty much well rounded all way around. And I think that would be a tremendous pairing. <laughs> Oh yeah, there, there's a lot of offensive potential there, and if they're on their on the wings working as their quote unquote second pair, that opens it up for them. It lets, it, it, I think it'll let them be more comfortable for one, but it also right. let them be a little bit more dangerous in terms of somebody pinching up or whatever. Well, also if if you really look at it, Sider's a righty and Letty's a lefty, so that works out really well. So oh, yeah. on the right side and Letty on the left, yeah. Yeah, you've got your perfect balance in your top four with right right and left-handers. Yep, absolutely. Actually, you have full balance because isn't Lindstrom a righty? Lindstrom is a righty, yep. So, yeah, they've got full balance. Make sure course. to emphasize the N-D, not, it, we all know it's not Lindstrom. <laughs> I Lind- Lindstrom. Oh, what? I know what I said. <laughs> so the next question <laughs> comes from... Uh, Rudium three bottom six forwards for the Red Wings is going to be tricky this year. What are your predictions, especially if Valeno, Stevens, Bergeron, and Raymond all have strong camps? So right now, my is he asking for what our bottom six will be? Yeah, bottom question? six. Um, I'm gonna say your bottom six is Adam Ernie, Nemestikov, Gagne, Stevens, and Smith. Yeah, Giovanni Smith, and that leaves out. Um, that that puts Michael Rasmussen on your second line somewhere, and that puts Joe Valeno somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that I think that your third line could. I think Mitchell Stevens could start in the AHL too. I think your your third line could be Rasmussen, uh, Valeno, and Ernie, and your mm-hmm. fourth line would be Nemestikov, Smith, and Gagne. Right. So yeah, I mean, I would go with Ernie Nemestikov. Gagne, probably Giovanni Smith. And that's reiterating the fact that I yeah. don't think that Raymond makes... Raymond, I don't believe at all, is going to make the opening night roster. Bergeron mm-hmm. makes it. You swap out Gagne for Bergeron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then Bergeron is your your third line is probably Bergeron, Valeno, and Rasmussen. And damn, that would be an exciting line. <laughs> would you rather... What, here's my question to you guys. Would you rather have... Bergeron make the team and obviously that would be a credit to him beating out Gagne and maybe others or would you rather see him and Lucas Raymond rip it up together uh in Grand Rapids mm. uh, presumably and I didn't know we were you know, doing at, at some point either come back. up together or <laughs> Bergeron would that's, you know come up and then tough. Raymond afterwards that's tough I I'm like, is that better for I? I think personally for for Bergeron's development. I mean, yeah, he's played in the SHL, but him playing with a really good uh, prospect in Lucas Raymond down in Grand Rapids in the AHL and what I think is the second best league in the world. Um, what is 
the AHL. No, the KHL is the second best league. I don't know about that. I really okay. We're not we're we're not gonna derail on that one. Okay, okay. Put it wherever you want. Second, whatever. Fourth. One of the one of the best leagues in the world. And would you rather have them play there, or would you rather have Bergman play up in the NHL, on the bottom six? Well, I think it'd be again. It depends who he looks better than. If he looks good enough to be a top six guy, great. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think Bergeron comes into the league as a as a third line player, and then if he plays well enough, Works you see what happens at trade deadline. You got to force someone else out. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. You can be good enough to make the team. Rarely are players good enough to make the team in a top six role. I'm not against a Raymond Bergeron pairing as your first or second line in the in the AHL at Grand Rapids. Yeah, because yeah, then, I mean, then we just get to be jealous of Brandon and Jen and all those guys out there. Well, I mean, uh, there's also the the fact that Valeno might not make it opening night, so then your top line your in Grand Rapids line. is Valeno, Berggren, Raymond, and that's <laughs> insanely dangerous. Guess what? They're all 21 and under. Yeah, so that's super crazy. I think if Valeno doesn't make the opening night roster, that's an that's a really big disappointment. I really do believe that. I think yeah, he, he's I made the case to be on the team. I, I mean, I'm not I saying he's a shoe-in. Let... Nobody's a shoe-in, but... Well, I think that's why you've also let Darren Helm and Luke Glendening walk. Right. right. Now, granted, we he, as Greg mentioned, you, you have Mitchell Stevens out there. So I think that's kind of your, your floater uh, as far as like what's going to happen with your centers. But I think Valino is your fourth-line guy right now. Yeah, and that also goes to this question from Twitter, where at Slarchy asks, "Would you rather have Valeno uh, line three with uh, right uh, line three right wing with Rasmussen, uh, like, in, we did like we did with Larkin in his first season, or line one center in Grand Rapids?" And I, I, that's again really hard because you figure your second line center. It, if you look at your top line and your top line is something like Verona Larkin um, Bertuzzi or Verona Larkin Zadina, your second line is going to be Suter Fabry Zadina or Suter Fabry Bertuzzi. So your third line automatically is going to have Joe Valeno on it and Michael Rasmussen if they both make it. Yeah, potentially. So is your third line Ernie Valeno Rasmussen? Would I rather have Valeno get time in the NHL? Probably, I'm. I'm almost I, to the point maybe where Valeno doesn't have much more to learn in the AHL. No, I don't yeah. think he does. But no, I don't think. So. I think he showed in small time last year that he can play at the NHL level. I think that he can be a great asset on the penalty kill. I think he's turned into Luke Glendening currently, but he has more upside on the offense. But are but does that bring up the question of are we getting to a point where a lot of Many of our, of our prospects guys are, are too good to be in the bottom six. I, I don't know because I think we're at the point. Yeah, in a way, yeah, I think so because you're like now. Do we just want these guys to play in the NHL to get used to it and be familiar with it and comfortable? I should say, or do we want them just trying to rip up the AHL? I mean, you look at the contract situation, and yes, a majority of these guys fall off, but. Like we, the guys under contract next year, center wise, are Larkin, uh, Suter, and Rasmussen. Yeah. So there's technically your top three centers. So Valino, that that's why I say I think he's kind of gonna take over for Luke Lindeni, not necessarily in the faceoff realm, but he's gonna be your grinded out guy right now until he starts showing more offensively. And we had all thought at, at times that maybe Valeno would be your two C. Mm-hmm. But maybe they move Valeno to the wing. He I mean, if, if you want Rasmussen to be your big third-line center, do you move Valeno to the wing, or do you make Valeno your third-line center and move Rasmussen to the wing? You, you can do it. Moving a center to wing is easy. Yeah, the good thing about that, though, is, is it creates versatility. So, like, you know, if someone gets kicked out of the draw, Valeno could just go in and take a face-off. He's done it, you know, a million times in his career. So... Personally, I would rather have him in the NHL. I, I kind of agree with you, Greg. He doesn't have much more to learn in everything from the World Juniors to the QMJHL to the AHL. I think he even played in, what, Malmo this year, right? Yep. He played there. 
So, I mean, he's he's well and beyond, I think, AHL-wise. I think if he doesn't make the team, like I said before, it's a huge disappointment. And, and that's that's that would probably say that his development is not where even close to where we would like it to be. So, I think he's got to be in the NHL. Whether he's on the, in the... In the face-off dot, playing center, or he's at the wing, that's not here nor there. He's got to be in the league this year. I wouldn't say huge disappointment. I'd say no, disappointing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he's way behind in development. I just, to me, it maybe could I, go over exaggerated. It could go that there, maybe but. they want him to have a bigger role, and he's just not pushing into that bigger role, so go get a ton of minutes in Grand Rapids. But I don't think he has, like, like I said, I don't think he has a lot to learn in in grand rapids really anything much much more to learn in grand rapids so that'll bring us that's what that's what we do on this podcast we make mountains out of molehills yeah absolutely well at least you do and then me and i do and then me and ryan try to stomp on the molehills so uh the last question of the night before we sign off is from devil dog 0404 says do the alum ever come to practice and help improve current players with their years of wisdom in scotty's old system the left wing lock so I liked this question. There was some good. It was short, but it was a good conversation I, about this one. And I don't know. Do I? I, I know so, teams have brought in old, uh, veteran players as advisors, as you can mm-hmm. see in in Draper getting uh, office position, and Dan Cleary and Horkoff with the guys in Grand Rapids, and Chelios at one time, and it's. I think they bring. I don't think they do unless they're brought in in some kind of official capacity, or unless they're still local. Because I know the last couple seasons. Well, I know Mickey Redmond skated with the guys. Well, yeah, but I, I, more recent veterans or alum, if you will, were Cronwall and Zetterberg before they went back to Sweden. That we know that they were here. Cronwall, in particular, he was over in Grand Rapids, especially because he was helping out with the guys over there. Now, how I don't know what necessarily that did on the Detroit side. Cronwall was still, I think, supporting, but I don't. Yeah, I'm I think this is more like: there. are they getting Dino into the locker room to pump the guys up and give them pointers? But I don't. I don't think they are. It's yeah. I mean, the only thing I've seen posted recently that I can think of off the top of my head is like Jeff Daniels coming in, which was fantastic. Yeah, we'll have to. I said we'll have to talk to Darren about that because I don't. I don't think they do. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of times the alum they either don't live in the area close enough to come do that, or they've got other stuff going on, or they're retired and they're enjoying retirement. Mm -hmm. But it's like is Osgood coming down? I mean, we know that he's doing all the games, but is he coming down to talk to the goaltenders? I'm trying to remember a time where a prospect or someone has said, "Yeah, Chris Osgood has talked to me," or. Uh-huh. or something but i i just can't and i mean it's there may be the off question. chance that someone does and, and like i said we're gonna have to reach out to some people and get an actual answer but i i think it'd be valuable it's gonna be yeah. valuable for it, people that have won championships and have been on really good teams to come in and impart some of their wisdom to the younger guys i'm sure the younger you, t- you chat with greg yeah and i'm sure some of the younger guys talk to to the uh, veteran players or, or the alumni. I'm just not sure the alumni ever come there on the ice to practice with them or whatever. It, it would be a more of a training camp thing, if, I would assume. Yeah. Yep. I know personally from what I've heard, um, you know, back in the day, this was a, going back when Dylan It was a Wednesday, was a, by the way. <laughs> back in the day, when five D- years ago. Well, when, when Dylan Larkin was a rookie, I know... You know, obviously, Gordy was still around, and uh, Ted Lindsay was still around, obviously. And those guys used to pop into the locker room here and there. But as far as practice goes, I mean, it, unless you're part of the team, I don't really see that happening. I mean, the only other example I can think of is, is um, you know, Chelios, but he was also part of the team, right? He was an assistant coach. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, not th- not that I know of. As for the left wing lock thing, I mean, I'm not saying that's a dead strategy in the game of hockey, but I mean, it's not something that I think. It's it's more of like an old NHL kind of thing where I mean, yeah, it's still kind of done once in a while when you have the lead, but left wing lock was more of like the puck gets dumped in, and you know, as the other team takes possession, the winger goes back and kind of sits with the defenseman. 
where I mean you don't really see that nowadays. I mean everyone's kind of back checking now. Where the league's you know, too I guess the, league might be too fast for it. Too now. fast for that. Yeah, even the trap nowadays. What people try to do. I, mean, I think you see it more on like a uh, a penalty kill than anything with certain teams. Yeah, well, bit, but even then, I mean, that's that's more of like uh, just the strategy of trying. Yeah, to so kill it's a, a special penalty. teams thing. One yeah. guy's busting his ass. Or Carolina back to try and <laughs> oh, look where that, that got them. Yeah. Yeah, Lost I mean, in their goalie. Yeah. yeah. Touche. Well, either way, I'm just saying. Like, I, I feel like that kind of style of hockey is kind of died in a good way. I'm very glad. I mean, the Devils did that in 1995 and won the Stanley Cup, obviously, and they'd done that. You know, years afterwards, and it was more of a neutral zone trap than a left wing lock. But I mean, that was awful hockey to watch. So I want to end it with <laughs> I want to end it with a couple things. One, boohoo! Max Kellerman's going to be leaving first take with Stephen A. Smith after oh, he trashed God. hockey. Fuck you, Max Kellerman. Is he just leaving in general? Because that'd be great. It just says he's leaving first take. Uh, he could be joining the morning radio show. Kayshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. If he stays there, that'd be awesome because he's been on UFC coverage, and I hate everything. I hate him. He's he said hockey is not one of the four major sports, and then I had to yell at him about uh, the outdoor game at the big house and all that stuff where there were uh, like a hundred and five thousand people. Tyler, there. Yeah. isn't he one of yours? Max Kellerman? No, Max Kellerman <laughs> is the biggest tool bag ever. Let me go on a little rant. It'll, it'll be very quick. No, listen, Max Kellerman, <laughs> the year that the last year that the Patriots won the Super Bowl, I think it was 2018, the, he's like, the Patriots, you know they're done. They lost to the Steelers. They lost. The Patriots just aren't good anymore. This and that. And then they go on and win the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. that guy can go fuck himself. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing I want to bring up is if you guys They're go, done. If you guys go to Winging It in Motown's Twitter account or their website, uh, they did a great interview with us. Jake was really cool. Uh, we're going to have him on this season to talk Red Wings. Um, but they did a cool interview with us. We also have one coming out on Red Wings on tap and have another agreement to uh, – we're going to have another interview with uh, Octopus Thrower, the Red Wings fan-sided account. So that will be really cool mm-hmm. to do. We also have a cool thing from BetUS – where if you go, I tweeted it out at once. If you join our Discord, the link's right in there. But if you go to BetUS, uh, and it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash grindline BetUS, uh, you get 125% bonus for signing up by using the promo code grindline. And uh, it's it's another, I know people are constantly looking for betting platforms and, and mm-hmm. different ones to, to get our on. logos just, on there too. Yeah, get on and make some extra money and get some extra credits. So if you go on to BetUS and put a little bit of money in there, you get 125% bonus. That is bit.ly slash grindlinebetus. So that's where we're going to end it tonight. I want to get you guys' final thoughts. And we will start with Ryan. Uh Tyler, I apologize. Max Kellerman is from New York. New York, so just as bad. Yeah, it's even worse. Uh, no, final thoughts. It's we're in the dead times, the quiet times. <laughs> so shit's gonna get weird. But I'm excited Calm for before our, the our, storm. Right, I'm excited for our next two episodes. Um, I'll let Greg do teasers or whatever oh, he does over there. Next week's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, the hot sausage dogs. king of Detroit's gonna be the in. Hot, I'm talking about hot dogs. Uh, but no, it's it's ready. The pizza man. Oh, we should get Freddy. Anyways, this is my final thoughts. Uh, no, it's uh, we're at a weird time, but we're gonna have some good guests. I'm looking forward to the next couple episodes. And what's nice about that is it's gonna take us right into training camp, pretty much, and yeah. the start of the season. So it's uh, it's it's moving slow but moving fast at the same time. If that makes any sense at all. But no, other than that, that's all I got right now. So already Ryan, thirty three. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to um, next couple episodes. Um, obviously, we have some great guests coming on, obviously, and Greg can do his little teaser thing or whatever. Did I just um, do the teaser? Sausage yeah, King much. of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> couple, couple more, couple more weeks, and you know we'll be in training camp, and uh, you know hopefully. Is this a month an echo? Or so. This is sounding a lot like Ryan's <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> All right. Well, we're getting closer to college football season, which is always good. The best time of year, the fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll all be together at some point here in uh, two months. About two months, yeah, at opening night. So that Just will be under. a great time. You can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. Real quick, Greg, before you jump or go, a uh, big shout out to Jen 
Jen oh Reed. yeah, Jen's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, because of her, we have a group, very large group. <laughs> yeah, that will be at the home opener. We she took the lead on that and got everyone tickets. Granted, we paid her, obviously. Uh, but no, she was fantastic. It made our lives a lot easier. It brings Tyler back to us here in Detroit and we'll all be together. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to her. Yeah. Uh, that was part of my final thoughts that, uh, we will all be at the home opener. So you should be at the home opener too. We all do a really cool group photo out in front of the team store, uh, between intermission or at intermission. So, uh, yeah, get there. It's, uh, God, was it October 14th? It is. It's a Thursday. Yeah, it's a Thursday. So, yeah, we will all be there. It's super awesome. You should be there, too. Uh, that is going to be my final thoughts. So you can follow me on Twitter at Bringing the Wing. You can follow the Grindline Podcast Twitter online at Grindline Pod. Uh, same with our Instagram. Go toss our Instagram a follow. We'd also love for you to join our Discord. Where we're going to do some contests, uh, do some watch parties, a few other things. We might do some live broadcasts on Discord as well. You can find the link to that in our browser. It's also open invite. So if you join and you know some other Red Wings fans that like Discord, uh, you can go on and invite them also. Let's give a shout out to Howie's Hockey Tape, where if you use the promo code GRINDLINE at checkout, you get 10% off your order. If you use that same promo code to bring hockey back, you get 12% off your order. We'd like to thank the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet for taking us on and spreading our podcast out around the community. Uh, we also like to give a shout out to Founders, who is the official beer of the Grindline podcast. And if you want to check out our merch, you can go to redbubble.com and search the Grindline. And all of our shirts are on there. Uh, I post them on Twitter every once in a while. Whenever I come up with a new design, I put one up. So they're all there. Uh, but that's going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Tom. <laughs>